This April, the Moonshot Podcast Network is doing something new, unparalleled, something nobody has done before. We're asking you for money. This month is the first ever Moonshot Patreon drive. Between April 1st and 30th, we're hoping to bring in 30 new and upgrading patrons to patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork. That's one per day. The money we make on Patreon is what helps our podcasters get things like new mics, show art, and music. It also helps us put on our bigger streaming events, advertise our shows, and think even bigger. If you know us, you know we like to think bigger. Join the Patreon in April and you'll get a bunch of drive-exclusive new podcasts, including actual plays, improv comedy, and a roundtable show with some of the hosts of our book talk shows like Three Little Words and Kahooligans. $5 Patreons get to join us for a game night on our Minecraft server on April 7th where we take down the Ender Dragon together. You hate that guy, so do we. Help us kill him. You'll also get access to all of our usual monthly output like Once Missed Wonders, early episodes of Champs in the Making, and more. So please join us or upgrade with us today on Patreon for $1, $3, or $5 at patreon.com slash Moonshot Network. Visit us on Patreon or at Moonshot Pods on Twitter for more details about the drive. Patreon.com slash Moonshot Network. Welcome to Alone at the Table. In this podcast, I play solo tabletop RPGs and I bring you along for the experience. My name is Audrey. Today's game is Village Witch by Elliot Silvarian. I know this episode is coming out a bit late. I ran into some complications with the last one. I was on a business trip and my luggage got lost on the way in, and it kind of soured my whole mood, and I didn't really like the episode that I recorded that week because of it. So I spent some time debating on whether or not to release it, but I decided ultimately to just skip it and bring you this episode instead. So I apologize for the delay, and I will try not to let it happen again. Village Witch has been on my list for a while. It was suggested by my friend Cash to be played on this podcast, and it's a great suggestion. I did attempt to record an episode of this once before, but had some audio issues. This time, I think that we've, we've cleared that up. This game requires a d6, yes, a d6, and then either a deck of standard playing cards, jokers removed, or a tarot deck. I'm playing with the tarot deck because it gives you a few more prompt options to fill out because it has the major arcana cards in addition to the suits. There's a rule written in that um, if you're playing with a standard card deck, you can you could leave the jokers in and you could just pick from the major arcana list or you could just pick in general. This game, unlike a lot of the journaling prompt games that I've done, doesn't necessarily have a like move on to the next phase mechanic. It's very much you guide yourself through the story, decide when you're ready to move on. We'll see how that plays out. I like to have some structure in terms of gameplay in that regard, but for this game, we'll just see. So first things first, I'm going to read a little piece of the introduction for you here. You've completed your training and are ready to become a village witch. You've been sent by the order to find a village to work in and have a year to find the place you want to make your life. You have a list of villages that requested a witch and may now set out to find your new home. All right, so let me introduce you to my witch, Anathema McCrady, using they, she pronouns. 
Their strength in terms of magic is like speaking to animals, animal magic, some minor healing and herbalism. Anathema is very much a solitary person, but her greatest desire is to find a home where solitude would not necessarily be their first choice. I'm kind of setting this in like an Appalachian Weird West fantasy setting. I've been very, very much feeling the Western vibes lately. So I think that that's going to be an interesting choice versus playing it in like a pastoral fantasy or a high fantasy setting. The game also asks what you're leaving behind. So I have created a few things here. First, my mentor, Hawks Bellarmine, and a stable of creatures that the coven had that knew and loved me. I didn't want to specify what type of creatures because I just want to see what comes up as I do the prompts. Each season prompts you to describe your house and tells you a little bit about what's happening. So here is the spring bit. Spring is in the air. The winds of winter are fading and the birds and plants speak of new life on the way. You set out to your first village and are led to your new house. I rolled grasslands for springtime. Anathema's house is a prairie dugout at the outskirts of the village. Like, if you didn't know it was there, it would be easy to ride past. She's got wildflowers and weeds and grasses growing on the sod roof, and there are prairie dog tunnels that I think that they haven't really cleared so that they're kind of sharing the space with those creatures. The most important things that she's brought with her are their winter herbs and a woven blanket that they made. And she always carries a pocket knife, which doubles as her magical focus. Their altar is adorned with a deer shed and columbine, which is out of season, but should soon be springing up. So without further ado, I'm going to switch to first person here as I read the journal entries I wrote while drawing cards. I will tell you which card I drew before I slip into Anathema's voice. card was death. I'm playing with the Anima Mundi Tarot deck by Megan Wireweeden. The death card shows a rattlesnake. You suffer a loss. What is it and how do you grieve? A wretched start to my time in Plum Hill. The smith's horse is dead. I couldn't save her. The foal is weak but alive. He was turned round backwards, and it tired Misty out. What else might I have done to save her, I asked myself. I used all the herbs I had that might have helped, and it was not enough. I hope and pray the villagers don't cast me out when I've hardly begun. The smith thanked me, despite the loss. Fine mare is a hard loss, and her such a sweet soul, too. They named the foal Spitfire. I only hope the name ain't a burden to him. My next card is the Two of Swords. You spend a day tidying up. What is something that means a lot to you? Wash day. I strung a line up outside to dry my clothes while I swept up and scrubbed inside. In the midst of my chaotic cleaning, I got sidetracked sorting through my trunk. I can't believe I brought Hawks' notes on my thesis project. What use are they out here? 
Still, it was nice to see his familiar scribbles on the page. next card I drew was the tower. On my deck, the tower is depicted as the Mount St. Helens eruption. Something happens to change one of your beliefs. I'm not sure where to begin. The coven always told me I was too cocky, that my surety would lead to a reckoning. For my part, I called it confidence. Why should I doubt or hesitate when I myself never got into a scrape I couldn't get out of? I reckon the coven was right. The mess I made today, I don't rightly know if it can ever be fixed. Spring storms filled the creek to bursting. I knew the cattle would be at risk, and sure enough, the ranchers were moving them to higher ground by the time I got to town. I only meant to make things go more quickly but my spell landed too well. The stampede swept us all up with no time to react. Cows and people alike were trampled in the mud. I tried to set things right. I can't bring the dead back, and I can only speed mending, not heal outright, but no one wanted my help, and I can't say I blamed them. So I'm leaving. It's time anyway, with summer coming on. Maybe in a new place I won't be so stubborn and cocksure as to set myself apart. If I'd been closer to town, I'd have been able to help move the herd from the start. But what's done is done. That was quite the playthrough. It was not at all what I was expecting. I had initially intended for these segments to go a bit longer each since I'm separating them, but with the disastrous cards just coming back to back, I felt like it was a good opportunity to set the seeds for Anathema actually achieving their desire in the future, which is to say, learning to not choose solitude. The choose when to move on aspect of this game, I think worked for me in this instance. I don't know if it would have if I hadn't drawn cards that so clearly seeded a longer story for me and gave me a reason that Anathema should be leaving town right away. But we'll see how it goes when I come back to play in the summertime. My goal is to release summer, autumn, and winter episodes throughout this year. I'm shooting for as close to the solstices as possible obviously missed the mark a little with spring, but that's okay. If you have questions or comments or would like to suggest a game, you can email me at aloneatthetable at gmail.com. I am on Tumblr as Lady Tabletop, and you can find me on the Moonshot Podcast Discord. This podcast is in fact part of the Moonshot Podcast Network, which has a ton of great shows and streams almost every day of the week. So you should really check out the other great stuff that this network has for you at moonshotpods.com. That's it for today's game. I'm so glad you came along for the ride, and I'll see you next time. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jacqueline. 
What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight, that's the best No, one. no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series by Riordan. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host. This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan verse. And we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cis-head, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network.